It was mid-December in the third decade of the 21st century. I was at a table topics session at a Toastmasters meeting. Because of my dubious ability to read upside down, I could make out the Topics Master's list of questions at the top table. One jumped out at me. What was your best Christmas ever? I hoped I'd get that one. I had an answer. My best Christmas was Christmas 1956, but I didn't know it at the time. About the 8th of December that year, I developed a pain in my stomach which didn't feel all that serious. Various stages of discomfort ranging from relatively mild to severe pain continued until the end of the month. By this stage, a hard lump could be felt in my stomach. All kinds of remedies, from the relic of Blessed Martin de Pore to Lourdes Water to many folk cures were applied. None of them did me any harm. Medical intervention hadn't been sought, and because of the thinking of the time and the climate in which we lived, I don't blame anyone. On Sunday, December the 30th, Dr. Clerken from Blessington was called. As the December light was fading, he examined me. His work illuminated by lamplight, as rural electrification was still in the future. He told my parents that if it was appendicitis, then I was a very strong boy. He was puzzled and didn't make a diagnosis. His best guess was that one of my testicles hadn't descended, and he insisted that I was too ill to be out of bed. He called the ambulance, and on its arrival I wanted to sit in the front, but Mick Byrne, the driver, was adamant that I would be parallel with the horizontal in the back. I don't know what time we arrived at Barting Glass Hospital, but the doctor there was equally puzzled. I was loaded up again, and we hit the road for Mercer's Hospital in Dublin. It was only my second visit to the capital. The previous May, my father brought me to Frawley's in Thomas Street to buy my confirmation suit. Two years earlier, I spent some days in hospital with a knocked-out elbow, so I wasn't all that perturbed by the clinical environment. My details were taken, as well as the name of the local postmaster, as the post office in Lacken was our nearest phone. I received a penicillin injection every four hours, and I still remember the taste of liquid paraffin. Many doctors examined me and were confused. One of them described me as intelligent, but very few people have agreed with him since. Whenever I hear the ballad Sean South from Gary Owen, I'm transported back to the radio of Patsy Kavanagh from Cranford, County Wexford, who was in the corner of the ward. It was New Year's Day in 1953, and the main news item covered the shooting of South and Fergal O'Hanlon at Brookborough County Fermanagh. I'm not sure if I turned off the immersion this morning, but I'm amazed at how many names of my fellow patients I can remember after more than three score years. There was Seamus Osborne, also from Cranford, Tony Hand from Arklow, who was younger than me and whose father was in the army, pipe-spoken Kerryman Tim Toomey, who was a guard in Enniskerry. When he learned that his father had died, he asked me to say a prayer for him. <coughs> it was George McCullough, a farmer from Gorsbridge, 
who was a Shanaki and didn't know it. As an 11 year old Rus in Urbi who had a sheltered childhood, I was mesmerized by the antics of one patient, midget, boxer, and aerial acrobat Johnny Karras. He died in the same hospital a few months later. Later, on the first day of the new year, my father came to visit me. He was able to tell me that one of the surgeons in Merced Hospital had had his hands blessed by the Pope. When not quite out of earshot, he asked the doctor about my condition. He was told, well, he's an unusual case. I was still a mystery to the medical profession. I was operating on the next day. They found an appendix abscess which was removed and arrangements were made to remove the appendix some weeks later. The second operation was duly performed and I didn't ever ascertain how close to death I was. I meant to look for my medical records before Mercer's Hospital closed in 1983 but procrastination got in the way. Oh, at the table topic session I was asked if you were to cook for eight people on Christmas Day, what would you do? I wasn't disappointed. How would I have fitted my prepared answer to the other question into two minutes? So far, I have lived through 77 Christmases, but the best one was in 1956, because I was alive to see it.